Well, in the early 1980s, if you were at the Richmond Football Club and you were in the gymnasium, you would have seen a person by the name of Robert Cabas, who was a weightlifter training for the 1984 Olympic Games. He would go on to win the silver medal. So how did this man end up training at Tigerland? Well, I tracked him down and asked him. Hello, Rick. Is this Robert? It is. Hello, how are you? I'm good, yourself? <laughs> well, have I got you at a bad time? No, no, not at all. I was expecting your call, oh. so... Robert Cabas, welcome. How are you? Good, good. I never, no. thought, I never thought when I, you know, would be writing about Richmond history that I would be speaking to a, a weightlifter, but here I am. <laughs> because you have a bit of a connection with Richmond, but before I just touch on that, for those who sort of aren't... Uh, weightlifting fans, um, can you give us a very brief history of yourself in terms of your achievements? Okay, so this is going back to ancient history, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I competed at three Commonwealth Games for two gold medals and a silver. Oh, fantastic. My lifting, obviously, oh. and at three Olympic Games, and my last ones were in Los Angeles, 1984, uh, for a silver medal there. And where were you born, Robert? I was born in Alexandria in Egypt. Lovely. So when did you come out to Australia? I came out just, uh, just after I turned 11. So yep. I've been here 50 plus years, yeah. Now, I've been speaking to a few of the under-19 and reserve players in the 80s uh, who uh, they suffered a few knee injuries, let's say, and so they spent a lot of their time in the gym for a particular yeah. year just to try and, you know, get themselves back up and running. And a couple of them said, and there was this weightlifter there all the time called Robert Cabas. <laughs> and I said, that's interesting because I wouldn't think that Richmond's gymnasium was anything to be really, to, to anything fantastic. So I just wanted to say, Robert, how did you end up training at Tigerland? Well, it's uh, just to cut a long story short, I... I was a member of the Hawthorne Weightlifting Club, which was at that stage probably the the strongest weightlifting club in the Commonwealth. We had a, a bit of a, a misunderstanding or a falling out, if you like, and I was looking for somewhere else to train. And, and in those days, there weren't that many gyms that were suitable for Olympic weightlifting. But I knew that uh, at Punt Road, Peter Grant was the strength and conditioning uh, guy there, and Peter was involved in in weightlifting. He helped us with uh, our marketing and uh, and so on. And he'd done a little bit of TV work, TV commentary as well in weightlifting. So I contacted him and I asked him if I could uh, use their gym, even if temporarily, while I sorted myself out. And and he said, Yeah, sure, come along. And uh, and that's how it all started. I uh, I walked in there uh, one afternoon. And coming from a gym which was just weightlifters and weightlifting platforms and whatever, I walked in and uh, it was just before the players went out for training and it was a, a general meeting. So you had the, the senior players, the reserves and the under-19s all in this gym and you you couldn't swing a cat in there. And I thought, <laughs> how the hell am I going to be able to train here? But it, it all worked out because as soon as training started, we had the gym basically to ourselves for the next two or whatever hours, apart, as you said, from the, the injured players. And it was it was perfect. There were three weightlifting uh, platforms and 
and full since there. It wasn't fancy, yeah. but it was a good, hard-working, uh, hard-working gym. And there were a couple of other weightlifters there. Oh, right. Uh, y- young guys who sort of, I'm guessing maybe knew Peter as well or helped out around the club a little bit. And uh, so I sort of took them under my wing and uh, then we set up... Uh, a little weightlifting club base there and we attracted another three or four weightlifters. So we had a, a nice core group of lifters who, and quite a few of us won medals at Australian Championships and so on. So it was, it was a really good atmosphere. What, what year are we talking that you started at Tigerland? I went there in early 1982. Okay, yeah. So probably around March 82 right. before the season started and uh, and I was there until the end of 86. I still popped in every now and then in 87, but I'd already retired from weightlifting then. So uh, you you won the silver medal at the 84 Olympics. Yep. So yep. Were, were you training at Punt Road at that stage? Absolutely. I actually uh, had, uh, I was lucky enough to get time off from work for a few months. Yeah. I worked at the Age newspaper and they gave me uh Actually, they gave me that year probably five months off work with pay just to train. Jeez. And uh, and uh, the guys at Richmond uh, gave me the key to the gym, so I could go in there. And, so I could go in there in the mornings and train, and then come back and train again in in the afternoon. So we trained twice a day, and uh, it was just a, a perfect arrangement for me. In the mornings, I was usually by myself, or usually the the coach was there. Mike Patterson was the coach in '84, yes. and, and Francis was the year before Francis Burke. So uh, it was nice and quiet. I could concentrate, and then in the evenings, I had the other lifters around me, and we went just a little bit heavier then. So, uh, look, the club was—I couldn't believe how welcoming they were. The players, the officials, everyone was really supportive. I mean, supposedly Peter at first said, "Oh, the club will be here, and he'll help us with our." weight training and so on, but Peter knew what he was doing. He was actually ahead of his time because he had the, the footballers doing some Olympic weightlifting type training rather than the old biceps and bench presses. Yeah. He was actually doing some functional training. And uh, But really, I, they, they didn't ask anything of me. They just said, just do your training and we'll, you know, we like having uh, yeah. other athletes training with us. We had Dale Martin, who was a shot putter, and she won a bronze at Los Angeles, and she did her weights with us as well. Uh, did any of the players take an interest in the weightlifting? Did, were there particular players and others who you know, went to you for some advice or techniques or anything like that? Uh, a few of them did. Look, at that stage, probably in the 80s, not a lot of them were, were keen on the weights. So they yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame them. As a footballer, you, you've got to do your weights, you've got to do your running, you've got to practice your skills and so on and, and they're there to play football and uh, so some weren't so keen on the weights some more than others some tried to uh, to avoid it but they, they all did their weights some if like off the top of my head I would say that uh, Phil Egan probably could easily have been a weightlifter he was a, a natural you know he, he just showed him what to do and he did it straight away he yeah. was yeah. He was really good. And there were a couple of others. Johnny O'Neill was quite strong and quite keen yes. uh, on everything. I think he was pretty serious about all his training. He was one of the better runners, one of the stronger guys. So definitely, I guess some of the older players, uh, you know, figured, well, we've been playing for 10 years already and, you know, they didn't push themselves too much. I have to say, 
Kevin was uh, wasn't that keen on the weights, but he was good. He was good. He was a small guy compared to the others, and uh, you know when you asked him to to do his weights, and I was involved a couple of times, he was quite good at it, and he lifted reasonable weights for his size. So, I was going to say I, I I couldn't picture him just you know proactively saying, "All right, let's go do some weight." It had to have been in a I suspected a training plan. Yeah, yeah, I think, look, the team was doing it, so he did the team thing and he did it. But I would say technique-wise and whatever, he was one of the, even if he wasn't keen on it, he was one of the better ones. And as I said, the, to his weight and size, he handled some good weight. Yeah. Now, did, did you have to did you have to pay to use the gym? Did you have to give the club money or was it just, no, here's the keys, in you come? Nothing. Nothing. Actually, the first year that I was there, because I did do a little bit, I did help Peter out in uh, in some of the training sessions and supervised a few uh, a few of the footballers' strengths. They actually paid me the first year a little bit, and I said to them, "Look, you you don't need to pay me because I'm I'm here and I'm just happy to have the use of the facilities." But no, no, they never they never asked for a cent. And as actually, I had access to their uh, physios and doctors. And oh wow. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Marsh. Yes. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, he looked after me and a couple of the the physios. And the only thing that was frowned upon is uh, if we walked past the table and they had set up all the after training uh, drinks, uh, Dusty and I think Charlie. Yes, correct. Charlie Cannon and Dusty O'Brien. Yeah, they they used to smile at us if we drank any of the (laughs) (laughs) the drinks that set up for the footballers. But other than that, uh, yeah, yeah, look, I had the run of the place, you know, God. bandage, tape, medical, everything. And that was fantastic. Well, we, we, can, we can therefore say that the Richmond Football Club had sort of some connection to, to you winning the uh, silver medal, can't we? Well, definitely. Yes. I've always said that the, the, the two most helpful factors, I mean, apart from family support and my coach, <laughs> The, the two most helpful external supporters were the age where I worked yeah. and, and the Richmond Football Club. But I mean, I would have done as well without those two. Oh, that's, that's, that's tremendous. Now, I'm, I'm going to assume you're, you were a Richmond supporter and still are. Well, I first uh, showed up there, I was a St Kilda supporter because when we, uh, when we came from, when we arrived from Egypt, we moved into a flat in St Kilda Mm-hmm. And that was the year they won their only flag, the 66, St Kilda's only premiership. And uh, also the colours of St Kilda, red, white and black, were the Egyptian flag colours. So we followed the Saints that year. We figured, oh, well, we've come at the right time. We're you know, living in the area of the premiers. You know? right. There'll be more <laughs> of these coming. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I followed them for, uh, up until the time I went and trained at, at Punt Road. And after I was there for... A couple of months, I switched because I thought, look, it's one thing following a, a football club, but once you get to know people and players, mm-hmm. uh, so supportive. So, uh, yes, I followed the Tigers. Everything. Did you get to go to many games during this period at all, or not? Well, normally, if normally I trained on Saturdays and I had competitions on Saturdays, and it was the same for the footballers. But they came to a couple, a few of them came to a few weightlifting competitions. And I went to uh, a number of games, yeah. Uh, so uh, I went to uh, 
Unfortunately, the grand finals that I could attend, Richmond wasn't in there. And in 82, oh. we had the Brisbane Commonwealth Games around about the same time, and I had to uh, fly off to a training camp. So I, I, I didn't attend that one. Yeah. Now, you are speaking of someone who I don't think has ever lifted a weight in his life, Robert. So yeah. um, I, I dare ask this question. What's, what's the heaviest that you've lifted? The heaviest I've lifted from from the ground to overhead is 200 kilos. Jesus. So that was, that was a target that I'm glad I achieved before I, uh, it was sort of like in the old days, it's a little bit like a four minute mile and, okay. and no sorts of barriers. And you know, you want to lift 200 kilos if you can yeah. overhead. And so that was the most that I've lifted from the ground to the chest and then overhead. Um, Overhead was the easier part for me. Getting it from the chest overhead was the stronger part of my lifting, and I I did 211 kilos, having been handed the weight to my chest. So. And uh, at the 84 Olympics, when you won the silver medal, um, yep. <clears throat> so that was at, that was in one of those Los Angeles or venues, I'm guessing, was it, or like a pavilion, I'm guessing, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was in uh, the, I can't remember the name of the pavilion, I think it was yeah. part of the, the city. What, how, did, uh, how, did, how did you lift on that day? I did well because uh, up until that year, I'd been competing in a, in a heavier weight category, but I could never put on enough weight and I got sick of force feeding and, and so on. So for, for that year, I reduced or managed to get my body weight a little bit lighter right. and competed in the lower weight category and at Los Angeles I did my best title at that body weight which was a Commonwealth oh. record at the time so you know medals aside uh, the, the the main thing you want to achieve in a, in a big competition is to know that you've done your best so yeah. whether I'd won a medal or not I would have been happy with, with that result. I don't. I don't quite know the history of, of Australian weightlifting medals. Had we won medals before in weightlifting? The up until then, the only medal we, we'd won was in Helsinki, nineteen fifty two. Vern Barbaris from uh, Victoria won a bronze medal right. that, in weightlifting, and he was the only uh, Australian to win a, a medal at weightlifting. Uh, up until 84, and then, of course, Dean won the gold medal a few days oh, yes, later. of course. Dean Morgan, yeah. Now, if, I, if Wikipedia is correct, it tells me that um, the gold medal went to a Romanian weightlifter? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Petre... Stocky little guy. What's that? <laughs> Stocky little guy. <laughs> and, and the bronze went to a Japanese weightlifter? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the Japanese guy was the clear favourite oh, before right. the competition. Yeah, so he was expected to win the gold medal, and yep. the the front row was all full of dignitaries from the <laughs> Japanese Olympic Committee. Oh, the pressure. And so on. So the the pressure was on him, and oh. so uh, I think part of it was the pressure that he was under, and part of it I don't think he was in great shape from what I saw in the in the training venue. Yeah. Beforehand, and uh, he sort of got caught during the competition between trying to fend me off, oh. but also aiming for the gold medal. And yeah. in the end, he went for for bust. He, he went for the gold and uh, missed it. Ended up 
confirmed, yeah. Now, you sent me some photos that were really lovely. There was one of you uh, in the gym uh, lifting the, the huge weight and um, quite a sort of sparse gym. And then there's another one where there's there's a lot of Richmond footballers and it's like a group photo. It's It, it seemed yeah. like a very communal atmosphere. Yeah, it was. I think, I think that might have been, I'm pretty sure that may have been my last training session there oh, before okay. I left for Los Angeles. Right, yeah. It was like a send-off, you know, good luck. Oh, absolutely. And did you uh, did you get to parade the medal when you came back to the to the club? Did you show it around the players at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. As I said, they were all very supportive. And can uh, you mentioned the under 19s and the reserves? They they tended to be in the gym more often than the others. But also the the younger players were more accepting of uh, weight training as well. So a lot of them were there voluntarily doing some extra work as well. Yeah. sure if this is a bigger thrill than winning the silver medal uh robert but i see you were photographed on the front page of the fighting tiger uh with mark lee and the tiger skin <laughs> in a richmond jumper did they give you your own richmond jumper well uh that one was probably just for, for the photo but uh, <laughs> i had to give it back <laughs> I was, <laughs> but i was uh i got along with barry uh rollings and sure I was there after his last game, and I've got his jumper from that last game. Have you really? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I must say, I'm pretty impressed with the moustache. But I still have it here. <laughs> I must say, I'm pretty impressed with the moustache too, Robert. <laughs> is, is, do you still have that? Yeah. Uh, no. no. I, I sort of, it comes and goes. It's almost, it's like a, a small trim beard at the moment. I'm not sure if you remember this, just before we finish up. Uh, uh, in the late 80s, Richmond started to, um, they launched Save Our Skins, a campaign. Yes. To raise money. Yes, yes. And I reckon you might have donated something to the campaign. Do you remember? I think it, I think it was the tracksuit top from uh, from Los Angeles. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep, good memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I, I did that. And, uh, and usually at the dinners... Uh, because I'm I'm a graphic designer, illustrator. Usually at the dinners, we used to auction off uh, some illustrations which we offer to people, either of particular players. Yeah. Or, or we we did a, a drawing of the person who bought, or I did a drawing <laughs> of the person who bought the prize with the, his his or her favourite player next to them. Oh wow! So it was good to at least put something back. That's very lovely of you to do. Thank you for that. That was very kind. Did you, before we go, did you have a favourite player? Oh, look, no, not really, because as I said, they were all, they were all very, uh, they were very supportive. And I was surprised, just, you know, easy, uh, 
easy to get uh, along with, no egos at all there. And uh, I still, uh, I guess the ones that I've kept in touch with here and there over the years have been Dale, Dale Whiteman, yes, of course. And, and Phil Egan, we've probably spent a, a bit of time, and Barry, of course. I think Barry was uh, at Halebury College for a while as well, uh, doing some coaching there, and I probably caught up with him there, but... Yeah, I don't know if I've run into some of the players, and even if it's been like, I don't know how many years, yeah. 30 odd years now, you still uh, catch up. I I saw Francis and uh, and a couple of the others at uh, West Flintoff's funeral, not the of course, yes, but yes. it was good to see them there as well, and paying their respects to, uh, to Les when he passed away, and we did a bit of catching up after that, yeah. Can I just ask, one of the people who was at the club at this stage, and I see them in the photo, was Morris Rioli, who oh, yeah, was yeah, a very yeah. notice. he was a very fine uh, boxer by all accounts as well. What do you remember sort oh. of fitness-wise with him and stuff like that? Um, I remember we did have the, the, the big punching bag and the speedballs as well oh, right. at, the, at the gym there. We used to have uh, a guy at the speedball of the lift. Not, not with any great uh, finesse. Uh, I don't remember him doing any of the boxing, but as I said, when we were in the gym, they were out on the on the ground, sure. and uh, then when they came back in, we were finishing up, and we just sort of like got out of the way. But he was a real gentleman. He was, yeah, yeah. Morris was mm. very nice guy, very interested in in other people, and uh, yeah, nice mm. and quiet. As I said, no no ego about him at all. Just went about his business. Well, yeah, look, it was a fun atmosphere to be there. Each one had their own, uh, I guess, personality and they, the way they went about things. So, and we enjoyed that. Well, if you if you head back to Tigerland anytime soon, Robert, I'm going to I'm going to assume the the gymnasium's a little bit different. The, who's that? Sorry? The gymnasium's probably a little oh, bit different yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I uh, I went into the new gym. I reckon it's probably now. Uh, Maybe five years ago yeah. was the last month I went into the gym there, and it's certainly different from uh, from what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, judging by that photograph, there's you lifting up some weights, and uh, there's a, a few photos on the wall that looks like of weightlifters. And um... it was actually it had more. Of, I mean, the gym had a real weightlifting feel about it. Yeah. There were posters of weightlifters. There were photos of weightlifting, so, uh, you know, we, we felt right at home. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that Richmond uh, was able in some small way to help you uh, achieve your success in the sport, so I'm, I'm so grateful for the chat with you, Robert. Yeah, my, my pleasure, as I said, uh, they were more than a little helpful, they were <laughs> instrumental, I think is more to the point, yeah. We can all say that in some way we're silver medalists. Yes. Um, at the That's, even Dad can say that. He had some very small part. Well, he'll claim you watch. <laughs> That's what he'll do. He sends his best as well to you. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you. Oh, 